Provision is identity management built for community banks to empower unprecedented breach protection, automated management of the entire employee lifecycle, and powerful audit-ready documentation. For more information or to schedule a demo about Provision Identity Access Management, please visit ProvisionIAM.com. Hello and welcome to The MBA Today, a podcast all about Maryland banks and bankers, their history, legacy, and the people that make it all happen. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, we're speaking with Jim Cornelson, chairman of the Mid-Atlantic Market for West Banco. Hey, Jim, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you, Eric? I'm doing very well. It's a, it's a, it's a nice, uh, it's the end of the week for me, so it's a nice, <laughs> we're coming to the end, we're, we're winding down. Uh, so how's your, how's your week going? Uh, very good. It's yeah. a beautiful, it was a very pretty weather week. Excellent. And everybody is having a much better attitude about COVID. <laughs> and we certainly see, see a clear light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah. So we're, we're thankfully getting there. Everything sums up. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Jim, let's start off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role there at West Banco. Well, let me see. Let's go, go to myself first. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm born and bred in, in, in Maryland. Uh, the first part of my youth, I grew up in, in Prince George's County. I uh, lived in the town of Chevrolet. And then we moved to uh, Montgomery County, and uh, I, I grew up the rest rest of the time there. Um, my my parents, my mother's from here. My dad's from Oklahoma. It's a long story, <laughs> but he he came east to seek success, and he did. He was a local physician. Um, so uh, I've been in banking my whole career. Uh, so I'm not exactly a youngster. So I entered banking in 19, beginning in 1978. Okay. And I've worked for essentially for for three companies. Uh, my career, my first 16 years, I worked for a, a company called Citizens Bank of Maryland. A lot of locals would still remember that. Worked for a company called Sequoia for two years, and then I got the opportunity to. Uh, come and join um, Old Line National Bank at that time. We did convert to state charter after that. And um, and they were down in Waldorf. And, and that was in 1994. And I, I joined them. I thought I'd give it a shot. Yeah, one of my goals was sort of to be third, by, my, by 40 years old to be a CEO of a bank. So I found actually the smallest bank in Maryland that was having troubles. So back in 1994, uh, uh, O-Line was the smallest. It was number 128 of the total banks in, in Maryland. So we had one one office and $24 million in total assets. And uh, I it had a stellar career. Uh, it was an awful lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, ni- in, in 2019, uh, we merged with... Uh, West Banco out of Wheeling, West Virginia. We thought it was a great strategic combination. Wheeling is not, not exactly next door <laughs> right. to Bowie, where, where O-Line was headquartered. Um, so it's about six hours away on a good day with traffic. Um, but, you know, 
West Banco is in six states now, and uh, we're the only state basically over the over the mountains. And it was really a strategic cool uh, operation. So here locally, uh, we have 37 offices. They're, they're all situated in suburban Maryland and Baltimore market marketplace. And we're having a lot of fun. Nice. How 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 much had um, Old Line grown at the time of the merger from from when you started? Oh, we got up to uh, we we got up to three billion. Nice. So. And but you know the, the, the when, when I look back at my career um, and everything that I had an opportunity to accomplish, the most important thing to me is that I, I took Old Line and we took Old Line from eight employees to well, three hundred fifty, and it, it, so adding three hundred fifty jobs is <laughs> yeah. it, it, something. You think it's got to feel good, yeah. Well, how it supports their their families. They're able to to expand, send their kids to school, all all kinds of things. So that's that's what I think about. But yeah, I think we got up we got up to three billion nice. from that one one little twenty four million. But <laughs> we did it. We did it on just really talented people that really had thought we were special and that we were a family. Nice. So then you merge with West Banco. And what year yep. was that? That was in uh, 2019. Okay. Yeah, four months, four months before the COVID. <laughs> okay, so that's got to be an interesting uh, story because, like, right as soon as you merge, then uh, we go into lockdown. Yes. What was that and, like? Uh, it was surreal. <laughs> um, every day was a continuing adventure of not knowing the other end of the road. Um, communication was, uh, was challenged sometimes a little bit. Training especially was, was a big challenge. And, uh, but you know, we got there as we all did. You know, I really believe that we, we all had the ability to maintain and keep our success, even the most stressful times. I know a lot of bankers on the front side of COVID thought, you know, Oh, my, what's going to happen to the loan portfolio? What are our customers <laughs> going to do? What's going to happen to the hotel industries and the transportation industries and the restaurant and hospitality stuff and all these businesses are going to go away? And they didn't. Right. And I think that's just great. That's a testament to the fortitude in our country and and to the, still the op- continuing opportunities uh, to our country. So I think most of our customers learned how to be better how to be more successful right? and maybe be a little bit more sensitive at the same time. So right. exactly. So, okay. So a couple of years now in this role as chairman of the mid Atlantic market for West Banco. So what's, the, what's that look like and, and what does that involve for you? Well, I mean, it's, it, it's getting to be fun now when the barriers of COVID are, are, are really, really coming down, you know, of course, all this time, you, you know, you could not have in person, Right. meetings you could you could not do business development you can't think about expansion and so forth so all those barriers are coming down so you know basically i'm doing all all those kind of things so it's it's just the opportunity of what we're doing and where we can take 
where old line was is the three billion companies situated in the marketplaces that I talk about, and then apply the other fourteen billion of of assets that West Banco has. So we're a combined seventeen million, and how we can expand through the marketplaces here is pretty cool. It's gonna, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. So we we have uh, great designs for much more further expansion than what we call the Mid Atlantic market. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about West Banco then and uh, tell us a brief history of the bank as a whole and, and its impact, especially on the local market community in, in Maryland. Well, that's it's a, West Banco is a deeply rooted community bank. Um, we're 150 years old. So, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. We've done it through organic growth but also through targeted acquisitions. Again, this is the first one over, over the mountains. Um, they really are like a community bank. We provide all, all the services, but probably with a little bit more firepower behind it than uh, some of the, the smaller organizations. But at the same time here in the Mid-Atlantic, we still feel in many ways just like O-Line was, which is, which is uh, kind of interesting. Uh, West Banco has been nationally and worldly recognized. Uh, Forbes ranks it, has ranked it for, I believe, like se- seven consecutive years of uh, one of the best banks in America. And we're always in about the top 10 to 15 ranking nice. by Forbes. So uh, we're very quality oriented, a lot of local ownership to it. And uh, I think we re- just really believe if we do a good, solid job for our clientele will continue to see and and see and travel on the road of success nice and that's what you that's what you want to do so the 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 culture uh melding of old line into west banco what have what have you seen there and how's that how's that gone well i mean i mean as as a typical merger there 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 has to do a lot of work with that right i I have in in my career I have done seventeen mergers. Wow, which which is interesting. Starting at Citizens and then Old Line had done quite a number to grow. Right, and and and, and to mesh that culture, it's it's challenging the best of circumstances because it's people understanding people, getting to know them, getting to like them. And then, you know, working together on processes so you get melt, melded in. Right. Big challenge of four months after you merge, you got COVID. <laughs> right. So yeah. that, that's uh, been very, very unique. Um, it's just a case by case. We deal, you deal with it. You just deal with it. And we did. And uh, I'm, I'm delighted on, on where we are. So, Jim, this podcast was started in part as a celebration of the 125th anniversary for the NBA. So we're asking each guest, and for you in particular, you've been in the industry for quite some time. Tell us about the changes that you've witnessed in the landscape of banking over your time. And does anything stand out to you? <laughs> well, or all of it. <laughs> there's, there's, well, there's dramatic consolidation. We, right. we all see that. And now that's a challenge, but at the same time, it's still an opportunity mm-hmm. because I think uh, all situations can be an opportunity. 
Okay. One of, one of the greatest opportunities from old line was the great recession that we had. Right. That was where we really grew where everybody else was pulling back. We, we were expansion then. Um, I, you know, when I started, I believe this number is correct. There were about 24,000 banks in the United States. Right. So now there's about 5,500 and that'll, that trend will just continue. So that's, really really different you know when i started everything was manual okay and i mean manual like if you got a loan loan payment in you had a ledger card that you would hand punch okay the payment in okay (laughs) um you you just got you you just got xerox machines starting to come into the industry okay and really, when I started, just about everything was done with a carbon tissue paper. So if you're typing something, it's just a little, it type onto a carbon paper behind it, okay? <laughs> um, there's no facsimile machines, nothing right. like that. So think of that. Now, that's 40 years, 42 years. But look where we are today in the speed of banking right. and, and the speed of, of services and and knowledge and so forth and it's all good better for the consumer i mean the things that we all do today in our industry is phenomenal as compared to where it was 40 years ago i mean 40 years ago you made a loan and you made a decision you closed the loan and it paid back and if it wasn't paying back you worked it to pay it back but you had no analytics (laughs) <laughs> to anything you had no idea what the blended interest rates were in your portfolio and which was doing this and which was doing that so and now all the slicing and dicing and the great information you get but now think where is it going to be in 20 or 30 or 40 years from now right i think that's the really exciting part the industry is not going anywhere now i think the nba has been one of the best parts of my career i really i really do i i enjoy it all facets of of the mba um and i got very very active uh with the mba and i've served on many committees uh, for them on the board i currently serve on the board um and and the mba honestly uh, got me heavily involved in the in the aba Mm -hmm. and i've enjoyed that equally as much so i don't know whoever's going to be listening to this podcast but don't look over and say well yeah, somebody else is going to do this. You all get involved. Get involved with the NBA. Get into some training stuff. Get into some meet and greets. Get into whatever it is. But you all are important. You need to share your knowledge with others. Yeah. What has that involvement? Maryland, Bank, Maryland banking is great. What has that involvement meant to you personally? Like what, what, what have you got involved in and how has that helped um, you through your career or, or fulfilled you in some way? Well, um, first of all, it, it was an absolute great conduit to really get to know and and to be, become friends with of bankers throughout Maryland, all shapes, all sizes, okay, all kinds of positions. You know, if you didn't have that the the the, the medium, I guess with with the MBA, that that's a much bigger challenge. I, I thought that was just thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable over the years you know it's allowed our company as a very small community bank to find pretty easy access 
to high quality training events and and so forth. And I I know our employees love it. And then when you link it up with with the ABA and everything that happens there, uh, you know the 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 training gets further and further expanded and so forth. Um, I really got involved heavily with advocacy for our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, predominantly in the halls of Congress and um, done a lot uh, locally for Maryland in that aspect and then all the way up to the ABA. And I think that's, that's, that's really, really fun. So any stories from, from that advocacy um, work that you did that, that stands out to you that you'd like to share? Well, a long time ago, there was an attack on how equity lines were treated in Maryland, and we were actually to we did a really good job in working with Stanny Hoyer and and nipping that in the bud, uh, <laughs> both both in the state and at, at the national level. Um, I, I think that's an awful lot of fun. I, I think I've worked. I, I sort of work more behind the scenes a little bit and quietly, you know, if you know people well, you can plant a seed, a concept, and maybe eventually get them to really think about it and move. So uh, we've we, done a lot of things, you know. One of the things I know I put in it was uh, the shareholder count. And it has to do whether you're a, fi- a small filer or you have to file with the SEC and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was a big burden on small community banks. And we actually, in Maryland, we got we, we got that change done nationally. We moved that up. So, nice. it's yeah. So nice. well, I'm sure there's other examples, but I can't think of any <laughs> off the top of my head. Well, 40 uh, years of a career, you know, it's, and we're boiling it all down to, a 20 minute podcast. It's a, uh, it's a lot to ask, but, but you know, I loved it. You know, I started as a, as a repo man. Really? Yeah. At citizens bank. That's what I did. I, I, I crawled the streets at night and re- <laughs> repossessed a few cars that were, that were delinquent, but I worked very hard. I, I kept my nose down and uh, I was extremely truthful and forthright and you know you get noticed and then you take advantage of when you're noticed and you keep on moving and that's that's what happened to me so every for my first 10 years at citizens i had a new job every 12 to 18 months <laughs> different part Constant of the bank. change so, yeah it was fun so um and then i had an opportunity basically to to build and create the uh, old line which is Right. I think a fabulous accomplishment for all of our team. We are so proud of our company. Right. Yeah. The one other thing I wanted to ask you about that. So you, you mentioned, you know, the technology over the years and how things have come a long way. I'm, I'm curious um, when, especially finalizing a merger, the scale of old lines with West Banco, the technology implementation and, and how that, went especially considering four months in you had to kind of like put the brakes on meeting in person with anybody did did you have any struggles with that or how did you all manage well, we through couple, that process well we had a couple breaks with it too we we both companies and this is one of the reasons that made it a little bit more attractive from both sides we were on the same data processing processing mm. platform that's nice so we didn't have, <laughs> we didn't have to do a data conversion 
Okay. That's good. Now you still have to convert because you're still you're on the same platform, but you still actually convert, but it's nowhere near as arduous right. as some some of the other conversions. So you know, I think that was great. I think also that both of our companies were pretty well up there in regards to uh, you know uh, data communication capabilities with un- with each of our companies. I mean, I know we were that old line. We were always trying to do more of the cutting edge things all the time. Right. So technology, we were pretty high up there, and, and so was West Banco. So it was almost like to that effect, it was like switching a hitting a switch and okay, you're not working in the office. Now we want you working at home four out of five days or whatever, whatever made sense. Right. And we just turned that switch and you know, there were bumps to it, but well got through it. And it was amazing how smooth it was. Yeah. And I think most businesses have learned that it's going to cause a, a lot of, a lot of change over time on how businesses do, do, do run their businesses on an ongoing basis. I agree. Do you, do you suspect to keep some level of remote work in place for this yes. foreseeable future? Oh, I do. Yeah. yeah. I do. I think mo- most companies do. Yeah. Agreed. Well, Jim, I want to sincerely thank you for your time. I really have had a, a pleasure talking with you. Do you have any closing thoughts before we wrap up? Well, one is I want to wish everybody well that's, that's listening to this. I, I'm, I'm proud if you're a Maryland banker, I'm very, very proud of you. And if you're a banker, I'm proud of you. You've done a tremendous job. And I know you're going to continue to do it. I hope everybody stays healthy. And we'll be coming through this one big challenge. And let's let's get there, get past it. And I know we'll deal with the next one just as well. And I thank you for the time. Absolutely. Jim Cornelson, chairman of the Mid-Atlantic Market for West Banco. Sincerely, thank you again for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting our website, mdbankers.com slash podcast. You can also always leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to mbapodcast at mdbankers.com. The Maryland Bankers Association is the leading advocate, trusted partner, and exceptional resource for Maryland banks in the banking industry. We thank you for listening and we'll be back next week with more MBA Today. But until then, remember that together we represent one voice. And as an industry, we make a positive difference in the communities that we serve. Have a great week. The 125th Podcast Series is brought to you exclusively by Provision IAM. Managing employee identity has become the foundation of a bank's information security plan. And now you can manage your user identities by automating role-based permissions. Provision is built for community banks, safeguard your systems, ensure regulatory compliance, and slash audit prep time. Schedule a demo or learn more about Provision Identity Access Management. Go to provisioniam.com.